Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about Aventure, a new platform that's making venture capital available to the masses. It doesn't matter if you are an accredited or non-accredited investor. Aventure provides an opportunity to diversify your investment portfolio by providing access to investing in venture capital funds. The Aventure app provides everything you need to make startup investments, including extensive research material, seamless transaction processes, and allocation measures. For fund managers, Aventure seeks to help you streamline your operations and launch your fund. Now, typically, venture capital and startup investments are liquid, which is a major pain point in our industry. Aventure is fixing this by offering periodic withdrawals for its investors. I and many others in the industry are so excited about this launch. Their first fund launch is coming early next year. So if you want to be the first in the know, join their waitlist at aventure.vc. That's A-V-E-N-T-U-R-E dot V-C. Also check the link in the show notes. Aventure is a California-based fintech company and operates independently from investment advisors on its platform who may be registered as investment advisors in the U.S. or qualify for exempt reporting status. Hey, I'm your host, Mike Gelb, and this is a Consumer VC podcast where we discuss the intersection of venture capital and consumer innovation. If you're enjoying the show, also subscribe to our newsletter at theconsumervc.com, where you'll receive new episodes straight to your inbox and a weekly recap of all the consumer deals that are happening. All content and episodes are for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not investment advice. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about Aventure, a new platform that's about to launch that's making venture capital available to the masses. It doesn't matter if you're accredited or non-accredited, Aventure provides an opportunity to diversify your investment portfolio and invest in private funds. If you're a fund manager, the Aventure app also provides everything you need in order to make startup investments, including extensive research materials, seamless transaction processes, and allocation measures so you can properly diversify your portfolio. Now, typically, venture capital and startup investments are liquid, which is a major pain point for industry. Aventure is fixing this by offering periodic withdrawals for its investors. I and many others in this industry are so excited about this launch, they are preparing to list their first fund in the beginning of next year. So if you want to be the first to know, join their waitlist at aventure.vc. Our guest today is Mark Samuel, who is the founder and CEO of I Want Organics. I Want Organics is a snack brand that creates delicious, high-protein, non-GMO, gluten-free, plant-based snacks made purely from organic ingredients. This was a real treat for me as I've been following Mark on LinkedIn for a long time, and it was great to finally connect with him. We discuss his health journey and entrepreneurial journey, why his road eventually led him to founding the CBG brand, what he thought about building a brand versus what he knows now, and how he thinks about new sales channels and growth. Without further ado, here's Mark. Mark, thanks so much for coming on the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's an absolute, absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. I really, really love your content on LinkedIn and also uh, uh, also love your YouTube channel. Um, wanted to start at the very beginning. When did you get serious about your health? Serious about my health? Um, about 19, 18 and 19 is when I started to get more serious and focus on my health. What exactly was like the impetus of that or like what were you kind of doing that actually got you um, 
that she got you there? I found a weight room. So I had played um, soccer my first year of college and then realized, okay, you know, I'm not going to be doing this for very much longer. I wanted to stay active. Um, I had been in weight rooms before, you know, sort of, you know, done some stuff in there before, but I just, I just found the weight room and I, and I really fell in love with it when I was about 19. So all of those things that were attached to it, as far as uh, how to, sort of build myself up, how to, how to gain strength, strength and the like, all had to do with nutrition. So I sort of started focusing on that more and then it all kind of came together and it's, you know, it's been that way for 20 plus years. How, how did you change as well uh, back in those days since it seemed like nutrition and obviously weight training or some type of exercise, it's, it, it's obviously very connected. On the nutritional standpoint, what were kind of like, like, maybe tests or different things you were doing to kind of alter your diet that you, that you actually thought was were actually pretty helpful? Well, I didn't have any money. So that was probably why it was was easy to do. Um, I was going through school. I was living in a, in a small room in my cousin's apartment in the city. Um, and, and so with that being said, I, I didn't have any money. So what I would do is I'd focus on what and how much food I could get for as little as possible that was nutritionally dense. So two of those core items were frozen chicken at the time. Uh, like I could buy these frozen chicken breasts and white rice. So I ate that a lot. Um, those were staples. And so as you can imagine, that, that kind of was the building building blocks to, okay, proteins, carbohydrates, some fats here and there. What What is this doing and how is it helping me? Um, and that's that's kind of how it started. No, I, I also appreciate that because, you know, I have like a ton of brands on and usually a lot of these brands that are kind of uh, uh, um, uh, that are, you know, pr usually premium, um, um, premium brands that, you know, that there are also ways where um, where if you don't have as much disposable income, the ways that you can actually eat nutritiously fairly affordably. So, so also like um, appreciate that, too. Oh, yeah, that's a huge misconception that it's it's ex that it's expensive to eat well. Um, people like to tout stuff like that because they like to be divisive with people, right? Like, but, but it's just not true. Um, you, there are plenty of ways to, to eat well, uh, for, um, for a fairly low cost. Uh, nothing is free. That's for sure. Um, but you don't have to be eating snicker bars all the time. Uh, there are ways to eat health, healthy foods for, for, um, for, uh, you know, a small amounts of money. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really great point. What, um, it seems like you've been like an entrepreneur pretty much like your whole career, right? I mean, what was your like initial attraction to entrepreneurship? Uh, I didn't, I don't think I really had one other than I probably knew that I was going to um, do my own thing. Uh, I wasn't going to work for, for somebody I, I had, I had done a, a few different things, not, not only just through, through high school, right? Worked at a deli. I worked over here, worked there. Um, and, and that was great, but I, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that much then. And so as I was in my early twenties, I had, uh, gone into, um, real estate finance at that time. Um, I had worked for a couple, uh, a couple companies and they were, and they were great, but it, I knew what, why I was there and it was to learn about the business, um, because I was prepared to go venture and do my own thing, which is what, what I did. And I've done my own thing since then. I was preparing myself for what I knew was inevitable, which was I was going to do my own thing. That was early 20s. 
Um, and I've, I've done my own thing ever since. Cool. No, that's awesome. And so how do you, clearly you have like a mortgage brokering firm, you had a CrossFit gym, you had a meal management bags. How did you, like, how do you get ideas? What, um, and how do you kind of measure what ideas actually maybe have legs actually could be businesses versus like ideas that, okay, like that's, that's cool. But like, like that's never going to work or like, or like never going to happen. They, none of them have, no, they never have legs. <laughs> um, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I almost wish like it, I wasn't cut that way. I just am. Um, and, and point cases, I'm working on something right now, which is totally just random. Meaning I've been doing now, I won for, for close to seven years. That's the longest I've ever done something. One, one business. Um, and it's great. I, I really enjoy what we're doing. I knew that I could go forever on this one because it's more of a, of a platform. It's a health platform, something not just about organic snacking, but like I wanted to talk about health and, you know, on a, on a bigger scale. Uh, and it allows us to do that. But, um, there I'm working on this thing on right now. And it's just because I, I, there's a product it's health related. I use it and I'm like, Oh, there's gotta be a better one and, and, and put together better. And so just on the side, I've been doing this thing quick and easy. And you'll hear me talk about it probably in a few weeks and be like, oh my God, Mark was just saying how, how he was working on something. I can't believe that's what he's talking about. So I don't know. They just, things come to me and uh, for seven years, I've turned it off. I've turned myself off on purpose. Um, but these smaller ones, I think maybe I'll pursue just for fun. Cool. I mean, like, I mean, how, thanks, thanks also for teasing it without teasing it. Um, appreciate that. Um, but like, what was, um, but, but even like the CrossFit, you know, gym and like the meal management bags and, you know, now, you know, I won, um, that were kind of like their main things at the time. Right. And like each different, you know, parts, um, of, of your journey. Like, how do you even think about like what, what could be kind of maybe, maybe like the main gig per se versus like a side gig? Well, there was never any side gig. I mean, I, I'm not a big believer in that. I, I don't. Again, it's one of those um, one of those storylines. It's rhetoric that people talk about about oh, you just start something on the side. That, those don't really work. Like you gotta you gotta be in it to win it. Just that's my my thoughts. Um, but there, it was more about transition stuff. So what would happen is a business would plateau, in my opinion. Um, or flatline. And I just realized, wow, this is not going to go to where I thought it would be. Um, and I need to, I need to make a move. Um, and, and that's exactly what I did. And it just so happens the timing of these things would occur. Uh, whereas I would transition from one to the other. So like the gym was somebody I knew, uh, he was a trainer at the gym that I would go to. He started talking to me about CrossFit. This is before what it is now. And I was like, ah, oh, that's interesting. He ran me through one of the workouts it just so happens I was trying to sort of tail end the, the business I was in currently, right? And I said to him, we got to open up one of these. We got to open up one. We got to, and, and I'm more like, let's do it now. So whereas I'm looking for space the next day. So it just, they cross over. Just that's how it works. No, that's, that's, that's helpful. Um, what's the impetus or the founding story behind I won? Um, and also cause I, cause you had like kind of like the meal management bag business right prior. Um, what was it like also leaving that to actually start? I won one, uh, that one was again, similar story where we, we had a, 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 what I'd consider a lifestyle travel bag company. Our main 
core line was in the meal management space. It's a it's basically a space that I had been part of what I believe inventing for the health related market um, some years ago. Um, and so a lot of our bags had meal management components to it. Um, and so we had plateaued. We we got to a point where the business had flatlined and I did not believe it could get to where we originally intended it to be. And for us to do so would have meant more capital. I, I, I didn't see it. Margins weren't where it was supposed to be. Now, in hindsight, as you can imagine, if I was in that, this is just for, for fun to say it. If I were in that business in 2020, I would have been lights out like day one. It, you know, you know what I mean? We, we, we were, it was travel bags and meal management bags so that you take food with you on the go. Right. Okay. So you, you understand. So things shit happens right now. Now, now, now at the end of that plateauing, I had started to work on I one. I had an idea of, I wanted to get in food and beverage. I knew that there was space that I wanted to fill that had to do with better for you, higher protein, uh, organic foods. I wanted it to, uh, to be legume based, at least our original product line, which was peas and our beans. Um, and so that's what happened. I started working on it and I said, all right, I think we have something here. And it kind of just transitioned um, into it. And I, I, I don't mind saying this because this is important. Some people never understand how investment works or capital. This is this business actually brought everybody. So it was originally a, um, a I, mean, I never tell people this because it's just whatever, but I think it's important. Some people never understand how this works. It was originally a bag business and it became a, a food company. So I brought it, I brought our, our cap table and, and most, I just would be fair to this because people who understand this, this subject line, most wouldn't do that. It's a completely different business, right? Um, I just, I'm, I'm not cut like that. Like they invested in something, it wasn't working. Hey, let this is where I want to go. Yada, yada. Is that, is that business still around or no? No. Uh, we sold it. So what had happened was we just we sold the asset. Yeah, you'll see how the got it. You, you sold the asset. So why did you want to get in into food and bev? What was kind of like? What were you kind of seeing underserved with within within kind of healthy stacking? I I had been just reading, and of course I'm part of it. I, I'm such a consumer of of it, like we all are. But I'm like I was really into you know because I'm into nutrition. I knew what was happening. I knew you know, what, what products were coming out, the, the, these product lines, I knew what quest was doing at the time in that space. And, you know, more organic stuff was happening on the other side, the late July's of the world. You know what I mean? Like, like there were these brands that you were hearing about. I'm like, wow, this is a, it, crazy over here. This business is, is really booming. And I think that there's a lot of a white space there. Um, and so it was just one of those things. I, I knew the, the numbers made more sense. I'm like, okay, so you have a, you finally have a customer, like they're going to actually re be a recurring customer if you do it right. In today's age, it's a very different though. There's not a lot of loyalty. It doesn't matter anyway, that's for another subject. Um, uh, but, but it, again, I just, I liked the, I liked the, um, at the time I, I did, I liked the financial metrics. I, I liked the idea, uh, the unit economics, again, at the time, uh, being a little naive to what the business looks like. I could talk a lot more on that one. Um, and so that's what it was. I, and that's how it started. No, that's, that's, um, no, that's, that's great. And also I, I, I really appreciate your honesty. So like th this was your first, you know, whacker or, 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 uh, or, um, time going into food and beverage. What, I mean, talk to me a little bit since you were, you know, 
um, even though you were obviously a consumer, uh, as we all are, um, uh, but kind of really paying attention in terms of maybe some of the, on, on the trend side, um, especially on like better for you um, snacking. And as you said, you saw that like what Quest had done and, and you know, and other other products. What was kind of your first step um, that then became, you know, I won? Like, how did you go for like formulation and kind of all, all, all that type of stuff? I, I, I saw a void in the savory protein set, savory protein. At the time, and people know this, our original product was a chip. This was actually prior to Quest's original protein chip. So may, people may not remember this, 2015 or so, um, there was an original one. And it just so happens, I had the idea first. There was never really anything out like that. Um, and then as I was playing around with it, how, by the way, how did I get started? Is I just called up, it's triangulated. Hey, okay, it must be a manufacturer that does this. I started calling around, found a guy down in LA. He does this stuff. Okay, good. And then I convinced him to make product for us for free, by the way. People miss that whole thing too. Like you hear everybody doing all this stuff, spending tens of thousands of dollars. The one benefit to being a salesperson when you are um, a founder, right? The one is you often get through the door easier. You're able to sell a dream to, to these places that oftentimes aren't willing to do certain things for you, right? Um, because they have so many people coming and going and coming and going and nothing ever turns into anything. So anyway, that's how it started. You, you, you just called. I got manufactured to start processing it. But key piece to this. Quest had then an, announced and launched a chip, this protein chip. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm late. I'm done. This is over now. Um, however, if anybody remembers their first iteration, it was really bad. Quest knows I love them. Like I'm, I always, I don't eat them. I can't consume any of their products because it hurts my. But it, but but that's for another point. Um, but they, I always give lo love to Quest. I think it's, it was a great brand. It still is. It has so much, you know. But um, but and I think they would agree to this. Everybody would. They had a. It was a really bad product that they launched. Um, and so I was like, oh, look at all that bad consumer feedback. I think there's an opening here. Now, then I made a shitty product too. And, it, you know, it is what it is. So, but, 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 so, so that's how we got it started. I iterated later, but, you know, don't do that, folks. Don't make a shitty product to the start. Make a good one. We talk a lot about, because um, I've kind of heard it from both ways, uh, entrepreneurs, how they're in like the, they haven't launched yet. And they've done like 200 iterations on their product. And then others that have done, you know, like five and launched and, um, have heard like benefits of kind of both ways, like uh, the people that kind of launched that were in like the fifth iteration where their product wasn't so great. Like they got so much feedback in terms of how they can make the changes that they kind of were like building in public per se, like the product if that makes sense. Whereas the other ones kind of kind of came out with maybe like a like a, a a good product but waited a lot longer. What's your maybe piece of advice or in terms of like when to actually launch when like the product is actually done in your in your mind? Yeah, in hindsight, you got to have a good product. You know, it it that's the first key piece to even getting in the door, right? Like that's non-negotiable. You have to have a good product, and I don't mean one where it's subjective and like, oh, but it has a health benefits and all that. Like, there's definitely those stories. I still never understand how it's done, where the product just is not very good, and it somehow has this success story behind it. I can't answer to why or how those those small percentages ever happen. I will say, just to get to the table, right, to even have an opportunity, you have to have a good product. Now, to go back to the original question, 
Uh, I've always thought it was bullshit when people would tout that they made 250 iterations and it took us nine years to perfect it. <laughs> it's such bullshit to me. It's it's almost comical because uh, it doesn't really work like that. Now, if you did do that, by the way, please never take offense to what I say. I'm just kind of being funny, so, sort of. Anyway, so the point is, Yes, you iterate. It shouldn't take you very long. You're in the process of some R&D stuff, 5, 10, 15, whatever long. But yes, when you're prepared and you sit down at the table and you eat it or you drink it, you have to say, this is good. This is good. Then your mom has to say, and your mom could be horrible. She could be just rude and horrible. That's great. That's fantastic. But the point is, you know, you got to, it's got to be said by 10 random people too, right? Like, like not your best friend and who's going to make you feel better because they know you sucked in high school and all that stuff. I'm talking about like 10 random people who don't give a shit about, you know, like, like hurting your feelings. Nine of them have to say, this is really good. So that's, I know it's a long-winded answer, but that to me is the answer of, of when you should, should launch the product. That's helpful. Just kind of like early, early, early kind of testing of people that you know that can actually be honest with you and not just be like, oh, oh, great. But, yeah. And so, again, it's sometimes it's not, it's not people, you know, go to a, go to the farmer's market, right. And sit there for, for three hours. You'll get, you'll get feedback. And if you're scared that somebody may, maybe you look like me, you're a little intimidated that you got a, you got a bad face, right? You know, you know, like me. So you, you, you don't want that. They're not going to, they're not going to say it to you. Well then get a little thing out, get a little document out that checks off what it is so they can insert it into a little can yeah. and then you read the reviews later. Right. No, 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 no that's great. Uh, so you, you launch this chip, you think this chip is going to be great. And then you realize, oh wait, it actually isn't so great. What do you then? What do you then kind of pivot to with with i one? And also, how did you think about maybe that launch for that product? Yeah, so I kind of jokingly say it was good. It was like okay, and so I, I like it was okay, and um and funny enough, like my mom, she didn't like it, like so that's why I was jo- like in my in my, like my mom like clowned me a, a little bit on it, but so so um and I should have like listened more. I just thought she was just being my mom. She's you know we're Jewish. It's fucking kind of like always anyway. Um, and so what, what I would say is it was just okay. And I, I would, we'd get a little bit of feedback that it was like, good. And then some people would be like, nah, it's not very good right there. That's it. That should, that should answer it, you know? And so what we did was we iterated, we, we did, we sort of fixed the problem and we did eventually make a better chip. Um, but even at the peak of it, it was still just like, right there at the cusp of being good. And you can't have a product like that. Like it just can't be that. There can't be any doubt. So what happened was we started playing around with extrusions and I found what we have now, which is our horses, our puffs and our sticks line. And that was in 2018. When I, when those came off the line, I knew this, this should tell you what I mean by this. When it came off the line, I knew we had a winner. There wasn't any doubt in my mind. It was like I could pass it around, even the factory, like the, the, the team there, the workers there. Everybody was like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, we have a freaking winner. This is a winner, and we're going to drive this horse hard. And that's how we started. That's And, and we're here, we're, we're here, you know, by a string right now, right, like everybody else. Um because of because of the core line, our, our puffs and our sticks line. How 
we talked when you were talking about I won and why the when you first started the company and how your impression of CPG and you have great you have these like repurposed rates and you know you could develop a brand and kind of all these kind of things that are um that are and you could have you know maybe great unit economics and then you learned you know maybe like some I mean what have you kind of learned through that because remember you saying how it's actually quite different than what you maybe like your initial impression was of starting a uh, CPG business business it's just a really tough business and it's very capital intensive if you're planning to scale i know there's always that other side like no it's not you can you know build i use the term are you brick by brick because that's ultimately what we've been doing but like legitimately when people are like you can just build build brick by brick by brick ah ah, no not really you can't really do that because you can do what I've always said, which is you can go to the farmer's market, which is still a great idea, and just you know sell your product, right? You're making cookies in your kitchen, and you make them for two bucks, and you sell them for four. It's like that's an amazing business model, right? You're shit. You're cash flowing day one if you do it right. Um, but if you're if you're looking to get into even direct to consumer, you know you got to decide, and you tra- you know, shipping and costs get sold, and this happens and that. Caught, Cost to acquire today is up the wazoo. Like, okay, so there's direct. Now let's talk retail. Okay, you want to go retail. All right, start with your local store in your in your neighborhood. Okay, well, that one kind of worked. I put a eight count in there. It is sold. The guy paid me, you know, Jimmy paid me cash. Like, sure. But like, okay, you want to build the business. You want to scale, right? You want, you know, well, it takes money. And there are so many pieces to the puzzle as far as how many hands are touching the product to get it to shelf, of which then is how do you get it off shelf, which has to do with promotions and and spends and the like, that by the time it's all said and done, you're, you know, especially in today's environment, your margins have shrunk and everything else. You don't have any money. And in fact, you can go look at most people's P&L. They're spending, right, more than they're making, i.e. they're burning cash. So it makes for an extremely capital-intensive business. Um, and I, I, this is going to just be what it is. It's just a. It's just there's a lot of bullshit that goes on in the business. A lot of things that, you know, you would say, like, that's just not fair, like, why or how are they able to do that? Why not? Nobody can say like, who is he talking about? Just they, they, fuck, call it me. I don't care. Whatever. That It's just, why is it set up that way? How is the pricing structure that way? Where are these deductions coming from? What you could, I can do the laundry list and it makes for a very tough, tough business. It's why a majority don't make it. Um, it's why there's a lot of this type of sentiment. Um, it's why if you looked in most PE or VC portfolios, they're not doing well. Um, it, it's, it's, the, it's, there you go. You could go take a photo of it in, in clear time and it describes what the business looks like. Well, how, how then do you approach your, the capital structure at, at I1? And I mean, you know, of course we've seen some, you know, CPG brands raise a ton of money. We've also raised, seen uh, also, you know, successes that are bootstrapped how do you approach overall? Because as you say, these are very capital intensive businesses. 
Well, right now it's really tough. So you're you're most aren't going to make it because the the financing has run out as well, right? There's no money, um, and rightfully so, almost. Then there's going to be the few that that maybe I I I E Y E I. Uh, so I'm doing this with the I thing. Uh, a, a business like ours, like they, they uh, in my, I know this is going to sound self-serving. I don't really give a shit. Um, there aren't very many founders like me. I'm not saying pat on the back, Mark. Forget that. I suck at things too. I'm just talking about like that are really in this to win it. Like I'll go, I'll go for the end. And I know most say that, like I'll go to the end. No, 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 they don't. Next thing, no, 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 they don't. No, they won't. Because there's no real, there's no real North Star to it. And again, I go back to it and I'm not, I don't know why I always pick cookies. If you have a cookie company, please, this is not about you. I just using cookies as a reference, okay? There, there's these people who make, you know, like a cookie and they're just, oh, I'm, I'm about to do this and I want to do that and I'm going to go to the end. Like, no, you need like a real true North Star. In my opinion, this is total Mark personal opinion stuff because it's such a shitty business. It's it's so difficult. It's so difficult. You don't want to get out of bed. And the only reason that you can or do is because your North Star, your mission is so much greater than the shit that you're going through. You follow me? And so I believe, I'm, I'm being, again, I believe that there's still funds and or just large check writers, you know, wealthy, who know the space, know where it can go if the pendulum swings back the other way in a few years, that are going to bet on founders, like good founders, the ones with, like, that are going hard to the end, right? And so there's my take on capital capital and the like. So what what is your north star? It's it that's a great one. It, it's it's to help others. And so I know that's so ambiguous and vague, but in, in general, right? It's to help others on their health journey. And so what I want is allowing us to do is talk about better snacking, right? True truly better for you snacking. Um, like we believe our our offerings are better than a majority out there. I, I'm always first to say, I think there's probably some that are that are better than ours. I'll go even further. People like that I would prefer, and I say this all the time, it's part of our ethos. I prefer you not to snack at all. I mean, I, like, can you imagine like some there's, people are out there like, fuck, Mark, you're, you say some crazy shit sometimes. You own a snacking company and you're telling people to do shit. Yes, because... Health at its greatest peak is done through eating whole foods, whole foods, whole foods, not the store whole foods, although shout out whole foods, love you. Um, whole foods, right? Dense, nutritiously dense whole foods. That's one ingredient items. That's where that's where life comes from. Like to the core of me, I believe that. And I yell it from the mountains. However, because I know that 97% of us can't do that or, or aren't able to do that, mostly because of convenience and the like, we need some options out there that they can go to. And I'd like us to be snacking less. I, I That's our theme here at I1. More people snacking less. So with that said, that's the North Star. That's just one piece of it. The other piece is about the health journey 
is, and people hear me talk about it all the time as well, is the other pieces. Exercise, right? You hear me talking about all the time. All the other elements that you can add in if you can, the saunas, the cold plunging, the stuff, you know, all of these pieces, right? The, the, the digital detoxing, right? Digital detoxing, which is something else, by the way, go to digitaldetox.com, go sign up for the newsletter, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's, a, it's about less is more. Like we're frigging addicted to our phones and it's all, I, so I'm talking about health. And so you say, what's my North Star? It's all that. I want, to, I want a microphone as big as possible. Maybe it's on LinkedIn and that's great because that's served as the microphone and I think it can get bigger to talk more and more about that and, and help people on their health journey. No, that's, that's, um, that's amazing. That's awesome. Um, do you, and I mean, it, it's, it's, I mean, obviously it, it, it's really cool. Just the kind of your approach with media and, 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 uh, and, you know, uh, and kind of be the sounding, uh, and expressing, um, a, your North star and as well as being able to like meet other people in the space with your podcast and like YouTube and like what, what have you that can kind of, um, talk more about your, your North star and also help people. Um, and then also as well, you know, have, um, uh, obviously like the, um, the, I want organics brand um selling um a healthy version of the snack in the ideal world like if if i want uh, um if i want you know scales and, and, and grows much uh a bigger which i'm sure it will is is the idea to kind of expand the this kind of platform as well and maybe introduce other types of products uh to whether it's you know uh, food products or maybe other type of products that are just for for you know nutrition or for um or for uh, working out or, or getting in shape? Uh, maybe. I, that's why I was saying earlier, I, I'm, I'm playing around with something just as far as oh, it's a health oh, body. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. Yes, it's a health body. But it won't be, it has nothing to do with I1. It has to do with Mark Samuel. Mark Samuel is its own thing too, right? Like meaning, like I just, I'm just part and tethered to all this stuff that that people will recognize, oh, okay, you know, this has to do with all, it's all health related and there's a core core to it. Um but no, I one as a platform is is and can really build itself out to be a, a go to for organic, better snacking. Right? Um, I like the, the the better for you and all that. It's like so. It's just ugh. It's so. It's just too. I don't know, you know. Anyway, um, everyone says it. Just, everyone just, says it's, it. It's, it's an organic <laughs> snacking platform, and I think when people eventually they they get to it and they have it, try it, look at nutritionals, this, that, and the other, um, recognize the story. It just becomes, all right, this is one I believe in. This is one that's in my car. It's at my kid's soccer practice. It's in my kid's lunchbox. It's with me at my office. Like again, just for when you need to snack, right. And, or your kids to be snacking, like that that's that's it a, a great opportunity for for a platform to be built on that yeah so how how do you think about like growth expansion um through like through like um retailers are you thinking more so um like there's been like the kind of like the growth at all costs kind of playbook where you kind of just like raise as much venture capital money as you can you throw it into it then there's other that are kind of like maybe much more thinking about much more like capital efficiency and um and maybe growing at a bit of a slower pace what do you 
I mean, I mean, albeit it's a really tough market to raise. Like, I don't think that growth of all costs maybe works um, uh, quite as you know we maybe thought it th- thought it once did. But like, wh- how do you kind of approach growth just overall? Yeah, well, we we we're I almost say we're sort of lucky uh, and, and cursed at the same time that we don't have capital like that to spend at all costs. I mean, we're just holding on right now. I'm always transparent about that. We don't know if we're going to make it right. Um, and, and so that creates a really different game plan. It's, it's more like just get enough product in the pipeline to sell it. Like we, that's how we sell right now. We, 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 we're out of stock right now. I I'm very open. Like, like we're out of stock right now, but we're running some more and then we sell like we we're just, we're just playing this right now to, to be able to step on it. Anybody could do that. We could have done that before. We just never were capitalized that way. I could go into multiple channels right now. I'll just use one. I could press the gas on convenience, right? But it takes a shit ton of money to do that. And so in short answer is this, we're blessed to still be in business. I just start there. If we do have the chance to get to this next phase and we can get into the next quarter and the next quarter, which is going to take some capital, we're working on that right now. Then yes, we have some cha- we have some opportunities that do allow us to continue to grow, right? And some of those low hanging, just for instance, is there's a little bit of convenience. I just used that originally, but there is like we're launching at Bucky's um, uh, next month, which is very cool. It's going to be a great, I wouldn't say test, but it'll allow us to really take a look at what do we look like in convenience and the like. We have um, we're launching on Amazon Fresh which is a really big opportunity. One that I, I'm really interested to see what that does for us number wise, like as far as what type of, uh, of number comes from that. And then we have a couple other, we're, we're launching in ra- uh, rallies uh, this coming month. Like, so we're, we're doing it, right? So that is, that is how we're growing. But again, I go back to a lot of people, a lot of people understand this or, or completely do not. If we wanted to, being a whole, if I wanted to be in all the airports, especially with our product, because I know it for a fact, we could. I can make that happen tomorrow. It, it, sorry for anybody who's the buyer. It just is fact. I, I already know because it's been brought to us. It takes capital to do that. And a, a, a lot. Like it's not $10,000. You know what I mean? And so caution folks everybody that just if you want to understand what this game is really about and understand you need to make sure you talk to the right people who are talking real to you anyway no that's um that's useful how then how then do you um i I, maybe already answered this question you're you're thinking about convenience if that kind of makes sense You're, you're going into kind of more um convenience channels i mean what to you right now do you feel like you need to shore up when it comes to channels um, that actually maybe make sense for you? Um, whether is that kind of more grocery stores? Um, again, maybe you already answered this question, but like would love to kind of dig dig a little bit deeper in terms of like how you think about channels that actually could you know work and maybe be quite efficient or maybe have like increasing velocities that that actually make sense. I really like the natural channel for us. So like. I'm, I really, I'm just saying it because I, they know I do. I really like Whole Foods. Um, shout out Adam uh, and David and them. 
Um, we're in five regions. We don't have many SKUs. We only got, we got added three regions this last reset, but we just had our global meeting. Like I really want to be national at Whole Foods and I don't just want two SKUs. I want like four SKUs, you know, like I, I know our customer lives there and I know that that's where we can build, um, a strong, strong story, even though we're this far in, like I just, that's, that's a core customer. Now I'm not saying we don't do well. We, we do really well up at Wegmans. Like, like we're, we're, we have great partnerships all over the place. Um, some do better than others. Um, I'd say like true, true conventional is tougher for us because we're a premium product, right? We're, we're, you know, you're talking about we're above five bucks, uh, you know, on a bag, like, it, it, it doesn't work in, in the deepest of quote unquote conventional. Right. Um, and we're okay with that. You can't, you, you're, you're, you can't be, you know, everything for everybody. Right. It's like, so, um, so that's, that's it. We also, again, though, we do really well. And I really love this category because it's, you know, is nutrition supplement. Like we love vitamin shop. Um, we have an unbelievable relationship with them. And then we have, we have great relationships with, with these distributors, nutrition supplement distributors that we've had for a long time. We, we sell, we sell well at these medium independent, you know, uh, shops throughout the country. Like it works. So uh, there's so much room to grow. It's, uh, it's infinite. We're still a very, very, very small company with very, very, very little distribution. So that you know, we'll see where this goes. Yeah, no, and that, that that's interesting too. That um, and it like because I I hear founders talk about how you know their product why it would work for conventional grocery and why it would work kind of that crossover. But I actually really appreciate kind of saying you know we actually really are a great fit just for the natural channel. Not not just not, natural channel is huge, but um, and so you know they, uh uh. Thank you for that. I know recently too, like you now are doing, is that right? Like all the sales for I1? What's been that, what's been that uh, transition like? It's, uh, it's interesting, man. I, I enjoy it because I, I always was involved with most of the calls and, and the, those ones anyway. And um, my, my, you know, our, our, our head of sales is still fractionally with us. So him and I still check in on stuff, but he knew I was like, this is my thing. I mean, I, I love being able to reach out and talk directly to these buyers. And I, I think they enjoy it too. Um, they like, Oh, it's Mark. Like, not like, Oh, it's Mark. It's like, Oh, it's Mark. He's the, he's, uh, I think I one is Mark. Like there's a lot of good to that, you know? And it doesn't matter how big you get. If anything, it's part of our story. And I'm always transparent about it. If I could have a team, I would, right. I wish I could. We just can't. I'm trying to keep this thing in business. And, and I, I got to tell you, I, I think that people appreciate that story. I think buyers appreciate it. I think the industry appreciates it. Like I, I don't, I, I got love for everybody. And I think because I put that out there, I think people would want to have love for me. If you don't, F off. I mean, you know, it is what it is. So, 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 so like, you know, it, it, you know, you get what I mean though. Like they're, they're, they, they see it. They're like, this guy's going, doing, he's, he's just trying you know and and i just i just think people appreciate that well it's also one of those things too where it's like like oh wait oh like oh wait you um like sometimes i feel 
like um like you just go out we'll we'll just go out and like maybe like hire you know a head of sales or, or something like that and maybe you're not at like the point to actually do so right and so you're um so you know actually hearing from like the founder itself talk and actually do and, and actually kind of present the product and everything like that like it shows you know really how involved you are in the business as well which i think is pretty awesome uh, we i did the first million you know originally anyway and i tell people that all the time you can't be you shouldn't be hiring anybody like if you can't sell the first million now now there's there's those few like people like ah but i'm not a sales i'm an operator like i that's and that happens all the time there's founders that are sales and founders that are operators right that's great but but the, you really should be able to sell your your you know their first million on your own and i know that sounds like a big number so i'm not trying to like say that it should be 100,000 i don't care what the number is you got to you got to start the business um, that way also when shit hits the van and you got to go back into the trenches, you already knew what was going on anyway. So, you know, I don't know. I I'm good with it. I, I enjoy this part and you know, my feet are on the ground, man. It's, it's, it's like go time. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Mark. Um, thanks so much. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, really thanks again. Cool. And there you have it. It was a pleasure chatting with Mark. I hope you all enjoyed that one. If you are enjoying the podcast, highly recommend uh, subscribing to the newsletter at theconsumervc.com for where you'll get all episodes directly to your inbox and a weekly recap of all the consumer deals that are happening. Thanks for listening, folks.